Hi guys, it is Kong again, and this time we're going to talk about two little stories that have that are a bit more paranormal for following last week's uh, trend there. So, ever been down a dark path with nothing but trees around you? I never, my friends never, and anyone in their right minds would think, I don't want to be there, why would I want to go there? But for us, we were around 17, 18, we were just thrill-seeking again, we had nothing better to do honestly at that time. So, we decided to head down to a little far-off pathway near Bukit Timah, and although it was sometimes, I believe, used at, in the daytime for a few joggers or walk, uh, people who like to walk there. At night, it is a dark, dark place. There are no street lights. There are trees, tall trees all around you. So there will be no sunlight or moonlight creeping in. It's just pitch black. So me and four of my friends decided to go there uh, one fine night. Around, let's say, 2am. Around 2am to 3 That's not night, that's morning. <laughs> past midnight um, far away from the daytime okay where you know the night is darkest we decided to go there to take a walk now we knew that this place some of our friends had said it was supposed to be a bit you know haunted so to speak so we said okay let's go grab our gear let's go we took a bag or two for us you know water because we, th- we didn't really know how long the, the walk would be and to even get to this route, you had to cross a field that was you know, uninhabited or anything like that. There was just a playground that looked abandoned, but you know, you just had to walk past this field to get there. Go through the shrub, shrubs, like bushes and all that, climb through it to get to this path. And initially, we had our lights. We decided that, okay, let's just go in with lights first, find our bearings, get our bearings, and then we'll turn it off. We'll try and figure out everything else from there. Now, we were a little bit, um, let's say, because that was one of the first few times we decided to embark on this kind of journey. We were cautious. We were a bit, let's just say, scared. So we decided, first of all, our plan was to bring five people, me included. And we would, we initially wanted six because we know it's not really great to travel to these places in an odd number because, you know, I think there was some sort of pairing uh, superstition that my friends followed but we we had one build out we ended up with five so fine I would be the fifth guy I would be the one walking on my own so we adopted this formation two forward one center two back and the second thing we did was we could not refer to each other by our names our real names why so is that? again this was some superstition that one of our uh, one of our friends brought up where apparently if I remember correctly if you call out your name to these uh, spirits that may be about, they might latch onto that name and start calling you by your name to get your attention. Maybe if they follow you back, maybe if you attract something, they might call out to you in an attempt to get you to turn around because you're hearing your name, right? Natural reaction is for you to see who's calling you. It's probably someone someone that knows you or stuff like that. Now, I'm not entirely sure how much I believe in that, but... For the for the peace of their mind, I just follow along. Okay. So we decided to go along with our online game attacks as our names. 
Fair to say we've slipped up quite a number of times, so I'm not sure how effective that was. Whenever we were panicked, <clears throat> or we were trying to, you know... Uh, to acknowledge each other. Yeah, acknowledge each other. We accidentally used our real names at times. So, you know, uh, just messy attempt altogether. But anyway, we got on the path, and we all switched off our lights except for one. But we made this rule. We're not going to point the light upwards. We want it to point downwards just to see of any... Uh, any obstacles on the route that we need to avoid or, you know, avoid tripping over each other and stuff like that. But we made sure that we would not point the light around. What this meant was that I could not see five feet ahead of me or even like two feet ahead of me. My hand was coated in darkness. I couldn't even see my own hand. It was that pitch black. I mean, in Singapore, really? It was surprising, yeah. But again... The trees were so high, the moon was not shining on the pathway. It was just, I could not see where I was going, not even in front of me. We, I could barely, because we wore lighter lighter shirts, like we decided to wear white or, you know, light-coloured shirts to be able to tell each other faster, but we wore those and, you know, we could tell each other. We could tell who was who. So we went forward and we on this path. Nothing really went wrong. But towards the end of our, you know, first trip there, towards the one side of the route, I felt a pain in my eye, my right eye to be precise. It was this kind of numb, behind my my eyeball kind of pain, and I could not really keep my eye open at that point. So I was walking like kind of a pirate with one eye closed. I thought nothing much of it. I thought it was just like a, a weird pain, a weird something happened, something bit, or whatever the hell it might be. I just went on, didn't say anything to the rest. However, as we moved on, it, it something felt a bit strange amongst my friends. They started getting more quiet, less excited, less jokey, right? They just kind of seemed to be all in their own world. So when we reached the end, it was just this like um, pavilion or something that overlooked a lake. Now we nothing nothing much there. We just kind of spent a couple of minutes staring out into the a pond. You mean can't be a lake? Uh, a pond. Sorry. Okay. A pond, and we just kind of spent a few minutes staring out. Nothing. Nothing happened there. But on our journey back, this pain started getting way worse in my eye, my right eye, and I started you know holding my eye and started wincing in pain and all that. And my friends noticed, but strangely, strangely enough, they didn't seem to have the attention for me. They, it felt like they were just staring at some far off place or something like that. They were not focused on anything around us. They just seemed distant. And apparently, when we got back after that journey, we were really quiet. And not until a while later when we had our drinks, you know, just um, settled down kind of moment, they told me that at a certain point, about three quarters of our week on the trip in, they started feeling really heavy on their shoulders. Oh All boy. of them about the same timing. Oh boy. And it was around a little bit after the point in which I had my eye hurt. Now, this is just a guess, but apparently they believe that I can sense stuff or stuff like that. And I believe that as well. But I couldn't tell anything. I had no inkling of like an idea or anything that something was going wrong. I thought it was all net, like peaceful and everything. But the guess is that I was kind of taken out of the picture so that they would <clears throat> they could so to speak attack my friends but safe to say we never really went back there again 
and none of us could really tell what happened to us exactly. Second story I have for you guys. This one is a bit more simple. It started off with a nice night at the beach. Again, a Sentosa beach area. One of the, We just kind of walked around. I wasn't sh- really sure where we were, but we just walked around for the middle of the night and just settled somewhere and sat down. You know, had a few beers with a couple of friends, two friends in particular. Now, one of them had to leave early, so I was stuck with one of my friends. Let's just call her Mary. Now, Mary and I were just chatting along. Nothing wrong, nothing happened. And suddenly, in the middle of that, I had a sort of a panic attack out of nowhere. I had no stress on my mind. We weren't talking about anything serious. We were just goofing off having fun. And I suddenly felt overwhelmed by something. Very, very heavy. Where were you again? Sentosa, one of the beaches areas around Sentosa. Now, mm-hmm. we had walked a while in the middle of the night, so I'm not exactly sure where we stopped. Okay. But it was just next to a guard tower and stuff like that, like a lifeguard tower and stuff like that. Ah. So I'm not really sure where we were. And... Sounds like Palawan Beach. Yeah, somewhere around there. I think somewhere around there we started. So, we started walking back and she was kind of supporting my weight because I was kind of limping at that point. I was out of breath and all that. And we made our way slowly, very slowly. We took about 30 minutes of slow walking over to Vivo City where we had decided that, you know, we would take a cab, cab back and all that. Now, the entire way through, she didn't feel a thing. She was just chatting to me as normally as she would be. But I felt restricted in a way, like something clamping down on me. Clamping down on you. Yeah, clamping down on me. And I wasn't able to move. I wasn't really able to move freely. And I had. I felt like somebody was watching me. Now, I know this is cliche. Somebody was watching you in the middle of the night. But it's the most accurate uh, way of describing it. So, what happened there was we went and we got into a cab now she got her cab first now remember this is like 4am by now 4am in the night and there was nobody at the Vivo City uh, taxi stand which is right next to the I believe the giant on the floor the first floor her cab came and she picked the driver picked her up no issue and I was left alone there now there was no one around me no one in the vicinity not even like there was like one or two cars on the, on the road barely at that time. <clears throat> and at some point, she messaged me after she got picked up. Apparently what the driver told her, and mind you, this is when I was alone, you know, with nobody around me, and my cab wasn't there for another like 15 minutes. She told me that her driver asked, Hey, what about that girl behind your friend? Is she coming along on the cab too? But there was no one behind There was you. no one behind me. Not the soul. You were all alone. Yep. And immediately I turned around and no one there. So I asked her, wait, what do you mean? This, what does the cab driver mean? And she, he said, sorry, she said that the cab driver told her there was a lady. She couldn't really, he couldn't really make out the features of the face or anything, but she had long hair. She was standing right behind me and she was wearing like this black dress, long dress or stuff like that. And he was curious why she was just standing behind me, like not interacting with me. Um, he thought that maybe she was in danger or she was being taken advantage of or stuff like that. So he was concerned. But there was no one behind. There was no one around me. So did he mention whether or not she was Chinese or Malay or No, couldn't Indian? tell. He, apparently he couldn't tell. It was too dark at night or stuff like that. He didn't get a proper look, but there was a lady standing right behind me, which... 
I did not know of. For the next 15 minutes until I got my cab, I just stood there in silence and I got home as quick as I could. Anyway, those are two paranormal stories that I present to you today. Thanks for listening in and I'll see you next time. Charles.